0: What's up, guys? My name is Leigh Farneson, and you're listening to episode 60 of the Vegan Gym Podcast. My brother and I are vegan fitness coaches and bodybuilders who started this podcast as part of our mission to show the world that vegans are strong, healthy, compassionate badasses who are leading the charge against chronic disease, animal abuse, and climate change. We've had the opportunity to help thousands of vegans reach their fitness goals, but we're just getting started. Our goal is to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. So if you believe in challenging the status quo and showing the world how badass veganism really is, then this podcast is for you. With that, I'd like to introduce my brother,
1: my co-host for this podcast, Anders. What's going on, man? Yo, what is going on, guys? Uh, lucky for you, we have Ashley with us for another episode. Which
2: Woo! is she's is back.
1: <laughs> what was that, dude? <laughs> oh, no. My my voice didn't
2: work. Are you thirteen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, basically. But yeah, super uh, super stoked to have you on this podcast and we're talking about uh, some pretty awesome stuff today. So, I mean, this is um, kind of something that you have gone through and uh, kind of really struggled with. So, um, it's, uh, it's really cool to have this opportunity to talk through this with you and to kind of uh, help other people who are kind of facing these same um, kind of uh, issues and kind of limiting beliefs and stuff about them or uh, or negative kind of thoughts uh, to really kind of push through that. So um, today we're talking about uh, the scale and
1: not letting the scale kind of define your progress, not letting it define you. This, this is something that i found a lot of people don't like talking about because they, they feel like it's um – It really like affects their life, and they feel like they don't want to show their insecurities. And it's going to be really awesome to really dig deep into this because you've overcome this yourself. Exactly. And I know a lot of people can gain a lot of knowledge from this. So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. Do it.
0: So let's start by just kind of, um, kind of getting some background into your story, kind of what you went through, um, like obviously you've lost a lot of weight over the past few years, um, and now you have kind of developed a a healthy relationship with body weight, with the scale, and uh, kind of your progress in general. So. How how has that kind of transpired for you? Where were you when things were kind of at their lowest when it came to like body image and how you associate your progress with the scale?
2: Sure, absolutely. I mean, when I was first dieting, I mean, I was so obsessed with the scale. Everything, my mood, how I viewed life would just be dictated by that simple little number. Uh, for example, if the number was higher than it was the previous day, it would be I would be in a terrible mood, it would be a terrible day, I would restrict calories severely, I would punish myself at the gym by doing hours upon hours of cardio, and I would even go so far to the extreme point of actually causing my body harm by pressing a pocket knife blade into my skin, not to draw blood because I didn't want the attention, but just enough to feel pain and just punish my body. It was just, it was a terrible experience um obviously there are three avenues when you step on the scale you can either drop you can either gain or you can stay the same so for a day where maybe i stayed the same it was an okay day you know it didn't affect my mood too much i was still somewhat personable but at the same time it did motivate me quote unquote to push myself harder at the gym but i just didn't go to the extreme of harming myself um physically but On the opposite end of the spectrum, if I did lose weight, it was like a drug. It was a euphoric high that I had for that day. I was very happy, very bubbly. Um, I didn't by any means reward myself. I I knew that if I stuck with it with, again, either tracking calories or whatever diet I would happen to be on at that time, that I just had to keep going because it was working. And mind you, this was day to day. Yeah.
0: So it's just a, like a constant, never ending roller coaster oh, of yeah. vicious emotions. Cycle. Yeah. Just like, yeah, this vicious cycle where exactly. you are either. Feeling good or feeling absolutely miserable. Exactly. And it sounds like there wasn't really much in between. Oh, there wasn't. um, So we kind of talked uh, before this podcast about how you made that shift. So um, we really want to uh, explain that to kind of all the listeners. So they, if they're struggling with kind of the same thing with images uh, or like body image issues or uh, issues with kind of looking at the number on the scale and feeling really kind of um, uh, controlled Uh, by it. Yeah, controlled by the scale. It's like, how do you actually break through that? So um, the first thing that you mentioned is uh, kind of just gaining the knowledge of what the number on the scale actually represents. So... Can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of went through that process of figuring out like what the number on the scale actually means and maybe what you thought of it even kind of before you started?
2: Yeah. So before I actually received proper education, I just saw that number as fat, like High or low, all I was was fat. And I think a lot of women, and even men do this yeah. too, It's like they don't understand what that number actually represents and reflects. And they just see it go up and they're like, oh my God, I gained a pound. Or, you know, maybe it was a really bad day and the scale went up three pounds and it just ruins them. It defeats yeah. them. But really it's like it. people need to understand that the scale just reflects like who you are. It's like what you weigh is like your skin, your hair, your nails, your organs, your the water, fat, muscle. It's like exactly like what you are on this earth. But it's not who you are. It does not define you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not all fat. (laughs) And it's not all fat. I mean, thankfully. Yeah. Most of it is not body fat. So you have your body fat percentage and that dictates kind of how much body fat you're carrying around based on your weight. But you have two main groups of um, of kind of your body. You have uh, or of body weight. You have lean body mass and you have body fat. And it sounds like you were just focused on that second part. You were just like everything is body fat. If the number on the scale goes up or down, like it is fat loss or fat gain. Exactly. So that that can just make the whole process a lot more difficult. Oh, it's miserable. You, yes. Yeah, a lot more miserable if you don't actually know what that number truly means and. Another thing that people don't really keep in mind is that um, there's a huge difference between muscle mass and fat mass. So muscle weighs more or or it has it's more dense than body fat. So if you gain a little bit of uh, muscle mass, your weight uh, can go up. And that's kind of counter. uh, It's it seems to kind of be counterproductive to that uh fixation on the number on the scale so you could be improving kind of your body composition Uh, by gaining muscle but if you're just focused on the number on the scale it's going to feel like you're heading in the wrong direction when in fact you're not exactly so that's huge and you also mentioned like water and food that's another thing that people don't seem to uh, really understand or they understand it but when they step on the scale it's like they they they're not thinking about that exactly Uh, so the timing of the food that you eat of the water that you drink uh, that's huge and we all fluctuate uh, a few pounds per day. And uh, uh, speaking about women in particular, um, if you are uh, have a normal menstrual cycle, your body weight uh, can shift by five pounds across oh, yeah. a month, uh, just any normal month, just by uh, kind of water retention and water weight. So these are all factors that affect the number on the scale. So it is not just fat loss. So that's kind of the first thing you talked about. The second thing you talked about is really not letting the scale kind of define your self-worth. So you mentioned that um, kind of uh, a few minutes ago. But could you talk a little bit more about how you kind of came to that realization, how you kind of made that mental shift uh, in your own life?
2: Really, it just came down to just understanding not only what that number was but then focusing on just building a better relationship about how i viewed myself and how i viewed my body image you know like this is something i still work on every single day but just understanding that my self-worth i am worth so much more like i am a wife i am a daughter like i am so many things to so many people that the number on the scale is just it's just a little thing like it just does not define me who i am but it's something that you have to work with every single day you know i think a lot of people think that oh well she just overcame this overnight and it's like no it's it's a dynamic thing like it's not static it's not like yeah. you wake up one day and you're like i'm you know i'm cured like i view myself in a positive light it's something that you work on every single day yeah
0: it took you years oh, to years. make this yes. transition yes so how do you kind of um when you step on the scale now what do you see
2: i see See exactly, I see what I weigh that day, but I view it instead of my self-worth, I view it as a data point. It's like, it's a data point that I get to collect throughout the week and it tells me essentially how I'm progressing and that's how I view it.
0: Good. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, that's a huge shift that mm-hmm. people who are trying to diet need to make. And that can be challenging. It took you years to overcome. I know on um, honors, like in your, in your competitions, especially your first one, it was like a huge, Kind of mental barrier whenever like the scale wasn't heading in quote unquote the right direction.
1: Yeah, it was the uh, my first show was the first time I've actually ever took tra- uh, like was tracking my body weight, and so when when I uh, started to uh, I I guess in a way I kind of obsessed over as well during my first competition prep, not to the extent that you've been you were at, but it to the point where when I saw it go down, it would affect my mood Mm -hmm. in a positive way. And when I saw it remain the same, I was like, man, it was like, okay day. And then when I saw it increase, I, I was like, okay, 10 more minutes on the Stairmaster today. I'm good. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's just gonna be so frustrating. I mean, even now, like if, especially when you hit a plateau, you're like, you start to kind of question, am I doing the right things? And it just kind of derails your entire mindset. Yeah.
0: That's, uh, yeah, let's, kind of talk about that for a minute like when you hit a plateau because that happens to almost every single dieter when you hit a plateau and your weight is just kind of stagnant for a few days or a week like how do you kind of break through that mentally
2: i think you just need to understand and again gain the knowledge of maybe why this is happening and just understand that if you're doing the right things and being consistent that either is most likely being water weight if you are trying to shred down shred fat down um yeah you just need to understand that it'll pass. Yeah. Or maybe exactly. it's also a cue if you look at your weekly averages from the, di- the data that you're collecting that, you know what, maybe it's time to make some adjustments. And that's yeah. that's all it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah the, so go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh So the, like, the biggest thing that I am getting from what you've been saying from where you were to where you are now is, in fact, knowledge and how you view certain things and understanding the process behind uh, fat loss and stuff like that. But I also want to touch on uh, like your your mentality shift from from then to, to now because that's also something that has really helped you build a relationship with that scale. You know, it's like that mentality that you had before, it was um, you couldn't really deal with it, right? And now you can. And so th- those seem like those are the two key things. Uh, would you agree or would you add anything oh, absolutely
2: to that? i mean there was a period of two or three years where i just i didn't step on a scale i just yeah. could not handle it anymore because it just consumed me um, it wasn't until pretty much past the past november that i did start to weigh myself more consistently and i had the idea of this number on the scale is going to tell me my progress or at least it's going to be part of tracking my progress to help me reach my goal and that's the mindset that's the approach i took is this is a goal tracking tool
0: yeah yeah so you were talking about like don't actually focus on body weight as just like um as like the end-all be-all like it is a data point in kind of this whole entire process so What are kind of uh, some other data points that you track and how do you kind of go through and kind of balance all of that information to kind of clearly understand how you're progressing?
2: Sure. I don't know if this is overkill, but I do body measurements, circumference measurements um, every two weeks. Usually I take a lot of progress photos. I enjoy just seeing my body composition change, even if I don't see the scale moving, like seeing like my shoulders be, be more capped or, you know, maybe noticing veins or stuff like that. Like that's huge for me. Those are big mental yeah. wins. And then I also track my progress at the gyms, like what weights I'm able to lift. Like those are all just amazing wins that maybe if the scale's not cooperating, that you can focus on those and be proud of yourself when you see those numbers yeah. change.
1: Honestly, I don't think you could track enough because like there are so many different things that you can uh see progress in and use that as uh drive to keep moving forward. So like in like I love that you say in the gym too because mm-hmm. that is a huge thing. Uh people don't people obsess over their body image, but they don't really think about uh, the weight they're lifting and the strength they're right. building and yeah. stuff like that. I think that is
0: super powerful. That's huge. And you can track things like how many um, steps have I taken in the day? How yeah, exactly. uh, how many glasses of water have I had? How, much, um, how many handfuls of kale did I eat today? It's like there are so many things that you can track that aren't like – okay, this is my body weight and this is who I am. This is what defines me. No, I am a healthy person who is following a fit vegan lifestyle and all of these different things that I'm doing, all these activities that I'm doing on a daily basis contribute to that. Exactly. So I can track that from... Really, like the possibilities are endless. You don't need to just say like all of those examples you gave are, are amazing. And that's what we uh, that's what we do ourselves. That's what we recommend to clients. But you can go so far beyond that and track things that like matter to you mm-hmm. that are going to uh, again, they're just all data points that can uh, kind of cumulatively show you how you're progressing. So another thing that you were talking about is not letting the scale kind of control your day. So, um, there's kind of the one part where you said, don't let it represent your kind of self-worth, but then it also, um, I imagine there's still a component where if you see the kind of your progress seemingly plateaued on the scale that can still seem to be, um, kind of a annoyance or it kind of controls your day, controls your mood to some extent. So how do you kind of, uh, kind of battle that?
2: I think it's easy to get frustrated and down on yourself, especially if you see the number increase or you're plateauing. But at the same time, you just have to recognize that, like, there are so many more things that you should be focusing on when it comes to tracking your progress that getting, again, like, overwhelmed and consumed by this number just isn't healthy. And just step on the scale, record the number, and try to move on. Like, focus on something else that is going to help empower you and make the day better rather than focusing on that negative little aspect.
0: Yeah. So as you're going through and like weighing yourself on a daily basis, do you kind of uh, track on a day-to-day basis or you try to just uh, record the number, separate yourself from that and like every week you just kind of like – uh, compute your average body weight and compare that? Or how do you kind of go through that process? That's a good I, question. That
2: is a great question. I definitely do a weekly average because day to day fluctuations happen. You know, I might drink more or less water one day or, you know, I might be really sore and there might be a lot of inflammation. So if I went day to day, I drive myself mad again. So <laughs> I always do a weekly average because it just gives a much better representation of whether or not you were gaining, losing, whatever your end goal is.
0: Yeah. And this actually goes for bulking as well. Like yeah. this isn't really the topic of this this podcast right now, but I could talk for hours on this. This, <laughs> this goes for bulking as well because um like seeing the number like be the same for a week or two weeks or a month, especially since we've been training for so long, like our progress has slowed because we only have like so much potential to build muscle, um, naturally. So like Our progress kind of slows, and then it's such a a kind of long term game that if you look at the scale from one day to the next, you you drive yourself crazy, just like you would with dieting, but kind of for a different reason. So that's huge to kind of track on a longer term scale. Um, So you also uh, said before we record the podcast that you um, that you worked really hard to not compare yourself to others and to not let, uh, society's standards of like weight loss or fixation on weight loss and, um, and kind of like a certain body image or like your body weight is like, uh, matters a lot and you need to like lose 30 pounds and be like this person's body weight and stuff. So how did you kind of break through that in your own journey?
2: Sure. I think it's so easy just to get caught up, especially with Instagram now, like there are photos everywhere. And it's so easy to go down a rabbit hole. You have
1: access to it in your back pocket. Literally. You know, you see it everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, it, any platform.
2: Exactly. And for someone maybe who is more old fashion, like magazines, there are like this diet, that diet, these women look like this, maybe these men even look like that. Yeah. And we are just consumed by how we look as a society the biggest thing for me is especially when i'm going through a hard time is to reflect on where i came from i think that's a big thing that people miss out on is they're so focused in the now or maybe even the futures they don't like take a step back and realize and appreciate their bodies and how hard they have worked in the past and that's something i see a lot of women do is they get so frustrated with maybe their progress right now they just don't take time to really again appreciate what their body has done for them and literally pat themselves on the back and just be grateful for where they have come from. Yeah.
0: That's huge. I'm really glad you brought that up. How do you, reflection is key. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going back and like celebrating those wins, Mm -hmm. like looking at your kind of before pictures, like five years ago versus now it's like, unbelievable the transformation is insane was it the hair (laughs) (laughs) and I do the same thing when I kind of like look at my own pictures but Mm -hmm. it can be so easy to forget that because you're looking in the mirror like day in day out and you're like oh I don't look any different than I did yesterday or I don't look as good as I did yesterday or I feel like I, I I'm a little puffier or something so how do you kind of go back and kind of remind yourself of that
2: Depending on if I'm having like a woe is me moment, I'll just be like, Ashley, stop being dumb. Like you need to d- definitely just appreciate how hard you have worked in the past years and just keep pushing and you know what? Be patient because this is a waiting game. Like you have to be patient, you have to be consistent and stay on course because it's so easy just to give up on yourself, but you really just have to keep on going. Like you just have to keep on with the momentum.
0: Yeah, Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I I think that pretty much covers everything. Uh, do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about? No, oh, I think
1: that, uh, yeah, I don't have anything else. Do you, Ash?
2: I think just at the end of the day, it's just important to remind yourself that your self-identity, your self-worth should not be reflected by a number on the scale.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. incredibly huge. And so take like all of these little nuggets that Ashley's been talking about throughout this podcast Apply it to your life and see those kind of positive changes and focus on kind of just making this a sustainable lifestyle. Focus on health. Focus on becoming more fit. And don't just define all of your progress by the number on the scale. So go make some gains and keep challenging the freaking status quo.